Hi everybody, thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you'd like to know more about us or connect with us, then please do go to our church website and we would love to get to know you some more. Here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages and inspires you. We're going to spend some time looking at God's Word together now, and uh, if you want to use them, there are sermon notes around on your, sh- on your seats, or if you're online, you can go along and find them in the church hub, um, in the resources section there. Um, there'll be a copy there for you to find and use as you wish. But we are continuing our series today, looking at the um, uh, fa- uh, uh, at how we can love our neighbours. Um, and uh, we are today going to listen to, uh, I've got so many favourite stories and passages in the Bible, but this is one of the great ones uh, for me of uh, Jesus healing a paralysed man as they break through the roof uh, to bring their friends to Jesus. So we're going to listen to that story in a moment, um, but uh, before we do so, let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for all that it reveals to us of who you are and what you have done for us and how we can live in the confidence of you being our Lord and our God. And so, Lord, as we gather together around your word now, we pray that you would speak to us, that your spirit would be moving and speaking as we engage with your word and that you would lead us forward as we live our lives and for you together we pray in Jesus name. Amen. Okay so if you've got your Bibles we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 5 and starting at verse 17 together and the words will also be up on the screen if you want to follow along there as well. So Luke chapter 5 starting at verse 17. One day Jesus was teaching and the Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there They come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat, through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teacher of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked why are you thinking these things in your hearts which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk but i want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins so he said to the paralyzed man i tell you get up take your mat and go home Immediately, he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. 
beautiful things do not just easily come into existence. For example, there's not much difference between a lump of coal and a diamond. But the difference between the two is the pressure that the diamond endures. Something that starts out as dark and common and mucky and invaluable turns into something beautiful and immensely more valuable with pressure applied to it. When I work on a woodworking project, many of you know I'm a fan of doing woodworking in my spare time. And when I work on a project, it's very easy to do a project quickly to make lots of mistakes along the way. But with a bit of persistence, with a bit of determination, with a little bit of skill, which I often lack, uh, you can see the difference that your determination makes in what you create. I'd argue that this is true for most things that we do in our lives. We are a society that more and more is valuing the instant gratification and the satisfaction of getting something straight away. But in reality, this is not how the world works. The new business owner rarely sees success in the first few years of a business. Instead, it takes time to build and develop and perfect their business so that it can thrive and be profitable. A sports person developing their skills and their talents might have a breakthrough moment where they break through onto the scene. But in the lead up to that, there have been years and years of persistence and determined training to bring them to that point. Even for us as a church, God can work miracles. God does miracles. As we heard in our passage today, he has the authority and the power to heal the sick. But as we seek to grow God's kingdom, as we worship and grow in our faith, as we love our neighbours, this is a process that we will continue to grow on over time. It will take time to see God do all that we long to see God do. Where there is a process, not only do we need to be patient, but we also need to make sure that we don't give up hope. We need to make sure that we keep strong in our faith. We need to ensure that we continue to keep determined and we will see God at work as we keep on placing our faith in him. As we look at this passage today, we can see that if we are to love our neighbours, we need to be determined in our love and determined in our faith. And so as we look at this passage from Luke 5 together, we're going to look at some of the lessons that we can learn from it about how we might be able to put into practice that command that Jesus gives us of loving our neighbours as we love ourselves. And one of the ways that we can do that is by being determined in our love. Over the last few weeks, we've heard of numerous encounters that Jesus has had with different people, often whilst he was out on the road, traveling from A to B, someone came up to him and spoke to him. But this time, the scene is a little bit different. Jesus is sitting in a house, surrounded by a crowd, teaching and doing what he does, healing people, doing miraculous things that only he could do as the Son of God. 
But then the focus of this passage switches. Instead of being inside the house where there's all this wonderful, amazing God stuff happening, Luke shifts the the scene and he takes us outside the house. And Luke tells us that outside there's a group of men trying to get to Jesus. This group consisted of a paralyzed man lying on a mat and a group of men carrying him towards Jesus. Now this is a fairly unusual situation in the times to, to, to have seen out on the streets. A paralyzed man with a supportive group of friends around him was not something that would have been seen every day as it might be today. Usually, people with their ailments, such as, the, as, as these, were left to fend for themselves, rather than being supported by the community around them. We don't know the backstory. Presumably, the, uh, these guys were friends together, uh, but we don't know why this group of men had decided to come and alongside and help this paralysed man. But from their actions alone, we can get a sense that these men clearly loved and cared for the man who was lying on the mat, paralysed, because they were willing to carry him. They wanted to get him, or for him to get better. And so they got round him, they picked up his mat, and they carried his full weight, bringing him towards Jesus. Loving our neighbours is not easy. It's not glamorous. This verse might seem quite straightforward, but a man, uh, a man is being carried by his friends to Jesus. But the context of this verse is really important. These men had clearly built up a relationship with the man who was paralysed. This were, and this relationship wouldn't have been sort of like an equal relationship. It would have been a highly one-sided relationship between the men carrying the mat and the man lying on the mat. The paralyzed man would have had no income. Presumably, he would have been either a beggar or his friends would have been supporting him financially. There was no way he was going to be able to make a living for himself. He was clearly unable to move around, and so his friends would have been literally carrying him from A to B. I don't know what happened when he needed the toilet, but I imagine his friends were there helping him there too. The social consequences for the friends in associating themselves with a paralysed beggar would have been significant. This was a one-sided relationship. It was a costly relationship. We don't know why, but this group of men had not only committed to love their neighbour, but they had committed to love someone who they would have not, who would have not been easy to love. They loved their neighbour by picking up his mat and carrying his weight towards Jesus. I wonder what it might look like for us to love like the men in this passage today? How might we form friendships and relationships that might well be costly and difficult and leave us carrying a weight and a burden, but also provide us the opportunity to love our neighbours? 
When we look to love our neighbours, do we see what we can give or do we look, go into it thinking, oh yeah, I get on with those people, they're nice people, I feel good around those people. There's nothing wrong with that. But if we are to love our neighbours, we need to be broadening our circles, not just loving those who are near to us and who are natural um, acquaintances for us, but also loving the unexpected people, carrying the weight of the people around us that we might show them the love of Jesus and take them to Jesus. What might it look like for us to pick up someone's mat that we might carry their weight? What might it look like for us to love and to serve them? I know there are many people already in our church who do this, uh, loving people in our church family and outside of the, our family. There's many stories that are not mine to share, but I, I have the joy of seeing people in our church family carrying the weight of those around them, all in the name of love and all in the name of Jesus. But in this passage, this group of men were not just carrying this man's mat so that he could go to the local supermarket to go and get some food. But they were carrying this man's mat with a purpose. They were carrying him towards Jesus. When we carry the weight of those around us, we need to make sure that we have a destination in mind. It is a good to carry the weight of those around us, to love our neighbours, but without a destination, without an end point, we're just going to end up fatigued. I don't know if you've ever tried carrying weights for a long time. Uh, I can usually last a couple of seconds and I collapse in a heap. Um, and uh, some of you might be stronger than me, but eventually we all reach that limit. This group of men knew that carrying the weight of this paralysed man was only going to be a short-term solution. So one day, they got together, they picked up their mat, and they brought him to the one person who could really make a lasting difference in this man's life. They brought him to Jesus. Loving our neighbours is not easy, it's not glamorous. This kind of love is tough. It requires us to be determined to carry it on for the course. But there is only so far that our determination will ever be able to take us. But there is to truly love our neighbours. We need to not only carry their weight, but we also need to have a destination in mind. We need to carry them to Jesus recognizing that he alone can, can transform and change their lives. So let's not just say that we want to love our neighbors, but let's also get close to our neighbors. And as we draw near to them, let's be prepared that it might well mean that we need to carry the weight for them, both that they might know that we love them but also that we might be able to lead them towards Jesus, that they might be able to encounter him for themselves. The issue with carrying a heavy weight, as I've said, is that it becomes very easy to give up. 
Um, I don't know how uh, determined you are when it comes to weightlifting. Um, I try, but I fail regularly. Uh, when I was a student, I used to have to go and um, collect my shopping. I was a student, so I didn't have much money. So I refused um, to, uh, uh, I didn't have a car. I refused to get a taxi because that was just too much, or far too expensive. So instead, I had to carry all my shopping, sort of 20, 25 minutes from the shop every time that I went. By the time I got home from the shopping, I had like red lines across my hands from the carrier bags. I'm sure you all know what I mean. You've all been there. It can be so easy when you're carrying down the road. You just see your destination a bit further, but you just think, oh, it's just too painful. I need to stop and rest and, uh, and keep, uh, and I just, it gets to the point where you just can't keep on going anymore. The load gets too heavy for us to carry. When this group of uh, men reached their destination, they realized that they couldn't get any further. Not because they didn't have the strength to get there, but because there was other factors in the way. There was a barrier between them and Jesus. They turned up late to the party. Not only was the house full, but there were people crowded around the house trying to get a glimpse of what Jesus was doing and saying inside the house. At this moment, it must have been so easy to give up, to think we've tried, we've come this far, but we've missed the opportunity. We'll have to go away another time. But that's not what this group of guys did. They were determined to love their neighbor. They were determined to get him to Jesus. And, and this determination was shown through their persistence. As the famous song says, there ain't no mountain high enough to keep me from Jesus. Um, that's my paraphrase of it. They had brought their friend this far. There was no mountain, there was no barrier that was going to stop them from getting to Jesus. So instead of standing by the door, hoping that they might catch Jesus as he get, leaves the house, they instead decide to be proactive. They put their faith into action. And so they climb up onto the roof. They opened up the roof and they lowered their paralyzed friend through the ceiling right before Jesus's feet. Now, if that isn't a perfect illustration of what determination looks like uh, in terms of getting to Jesus, I don't know what is. No matter how great the barrier was, nothing was going to stop these men from seeing and getting to Jesus. It wasn't easy. They didn't just expect a magic pathway to open up. Because they'd put their faith in Jesus, they knew Jesus could make the difference. They didn't just think that they could automatically get access to Jesus and the crowd would part so that they could make their way into the house. Instead, they got proactive. Their determination meant that they took matters into their own hands. They put their faith into action. And as they did so, they got creative. They broke through the barriers that were placed in their way, all because they had faith that Jesus could make the difference in this man's life. If we are to love our neighbours we too are going to find ourselves with barriers and mountains that we are going to have to overcome. There are going to be things that are there to prevent us from following Jesus, where it would be easier to turn around and walk the other way. 
If people don't see the church as a place of good news, let's get proactive. Let's go and show them the good news of Jesus. The church is a place of life and hope and break that narrative down. If, if people think that being a follower of Jesus is all about rules and regulations, let's go out and show them the love and grace of Jesus instead of just telling them how wrong they are and what they should do about it instead. When things get difficult, let's not step back from following Jesus, but let's say, God, do you know what? I believe you're with me and you can make the impossible possible, so I'm going to commit and I'm going to live for you even though it doesn't make any sense to me. As we follow Jesus, there will, be t- there will come be times where we come across barriers that try to prevent us from following him. It may be that there's too much of a demand on our time, that, we, that, we, that we're really struggling to make time for Jesus, to live our lives for him. And so we put him to one side instead of committing to putting Jesus first. It might be that we're still in the midst of a global pandemic, Um, as we've all lived through over the last couple of years, where we've had to live and worship in different ways and sustain our faith in ways that have not been normal or natural to us. But during that time, we've committed to stay determined, to continue to follow and worship Jesus and break through the barriers that are constraining us. If we are to love our neighbours... We can't just become despondent when the going gets tough. Instead, we need to not give up. We need to love with determination and place our faith in Jesus. That if we can come near to him, our lives will never be the same again. And that word faith is so important. As the paralysed man arrived at Jesus' feet, we're told that Jesus saw their faith. And let me just highlight this. Jesus says their faith, not his faith, but their faith. Jesus didn't just see the faith of the man in need. He just didn't see the the faith of the man who needed the help. But he saw their faith. He saw the faith of the friends who persisted and determined and climbed the mountain and overcame the difficulties and the barriers. And he saw their faith and in what he could do and the extent that they went to to bring their friend to Jesus. There's a lesson we can learn from this. Your faith, our faith, has power not just to make a difference in our own lives but in order to make a difference in the lives of those around us as well if you have faith and if you're willing to put that faith into action to love your neighbor to overcome the boundaries to lead your friends to Jesus Jesus will see the step of faith that you have taken and he will honor it and respond to the faith that you have placed in him because he won't just see their faith he will see your faith as well so let's never give up on hope no matter the barriers that we face may we be determined and never let anything separate us or those around us from Jesus we can always hold on to hope because we can because as we put our faith in Jesus 
We will never be disappointed. He has the authority to heal. He has the authority to forgive sins. He is the Son of God. Faith places our trust in Jesus. And the second half of this passage shows us why we can put our faith in him. As Jesus forgives this paralysed man his sins, a theological debate breaks out in the crowd. The Pharisees correctly believe that only God could forgive sins. So who did this bloke Jesus think he was? Was he really claiming to be the Son of God? But the theological debate was never really necessary because Jesus didn't need the approval of theologians or the crowd in order to be able to demonstrate his power and to be able to demonstrate who he was. He was and is the son of God. And so he tells the man to get up off his mat and to go home. And to the wonder and the amazement of the crowd, that is what he does. There is a good reason that we can place our faith in Jesus. We can place our faith in him because he has the authority on earth, not just to heal, but to forgive sins. And what a difference his authority has and makes. He has the authority to say to a man who has never walked before, get up and walk, and it happens. He has the authority to forgive sins, and they are forgiven. There is nothing beyond the authority and the control of Jesus. There is nothing that we cannot turn to him about. There is no situation where we cannot trust him to make the difference in our lives. Jesus has shown his authority not just in making a man uh, walk again, not just by saying your sins are forgiven, but he showed us how our sins are forgiven by ultimately going and dying on a cross. That all of our sins, that all of our mistakes, that all of our brokenness might be taken upon us and, and forgiven, uh, or ta- taken upon himself and forgiven that we might have hope, that we might find life. But Jesus didn't just die. He didn't, the sin didn't have the end of the day. By his authority, he rose again three days later, defeating the power of sin and death forevermore, that we might have hope, that we might have life. As we love our neighbours, we can put our trust and our faith in Jesus. This morning, if you are carrying a weight and it's just too much of a burden for you, you can put your trust and your faith in Jesus because there is no burden and no barrier that is too great for him to overcome. If you are finding that time and time again, barriers are preventing you from being able to truly encounter Jesus, please again put your faith in him. There is no barrier that he cannot overcome. He has defeated the ultimate barrier of death, defeating it forevermore that we might live and that we might all find life. We will never be disappointed as we put our trust in Jesus. 
A paralyzed man encountered Jesus and he who was lame and unable to walk could all of a sudden walk again and he left praising God. And as he left, the whole crowd were left amazed and full of awe and wonder at what they had seen Jesus do. The faith and the determination of just a few led to the wonder and the worship of the many. Can I just say to us as a church, it can often feel like we're a small church. It can often feel like as we go and live our lives, there's not many other Christians around. But the faith of the few can lead to the wonder and the worship of the many. It was only those guys putting their faith in Jesus, digging through the roof of a bloke's house and they may be able to get to Jesus that led to the wonder of that crowd. If we can show that kind of faith in loving our neighbours, we will see Jesus turn up and the wonder and the worship of the many will resound as they see what Jesus alone can do. Beautiful things are not created overnight. A diamond is formed through the pressure that it endures. Our lives are refined and developed by overcoming challenges and difficulties by putting faith are uh, putting our faith in Jesus. But one thing is sure, if we are to live our lives determined to follow Jesus and put our faith in him, we will never be disappointed. Instead, just like the people in that crowd, we will be left amazed and full of praise and wonder at what we see Jesus do as we follow him as we put our faith in him, and as we love our neighbours. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you and we praise you for who you are, that you are the Son of God, that you have authority over all things, that there is nothing that is too great for you to overcome. And so, Lord God, we again pray that we would continue to put our faith in you. Lord, in our own lives, where there are barriers and where there are burdens that we are carrying, Lord, we bring the weight of each of them to you and pray that you would break through by the power that you alone have as we put our faith and our trust in you. But Lord, we also want to love our neighbours. And so Lord, we pray that you would help us and show us how we might best be able to do that. Where we might best be able to carry the weight of those around us in ways that might not be necessarily expected of us. Where we might be able to uh, persist even when times get tough, confident that when we get to you, it will all work itself out. Lord, we pray that we would continue to see you at work. We thank you for that promise that the faith of the few will lead to the worship of the many. And so, Lord, this week, as we put our faith in you again, we pray that more and more people will see the wonder of who you are living and working within us and that they too might be lost in worship just as the people in this passage were as they see what you alone can do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.